From beach towels to tea towels, and from mugs to water bottles, the TNT Shop has it all. Browse our shop now at tntradio.live. Abby Roberts on today's News Talk TNT. Hello, I'm Abby Roberts and this is the Abby Roberts Show on today's News Talk TNT. Yes, here I am, spitting truth balls from London. It's very windy in London. Is it windy where you are? Good grief. When you've got hair like mine, it's a little bit dangerous. I'm looking even more 80s today than I normally do. We've got a jam-packed show today. We've got two very... Very, very attractive male guests. Phil Wiseman from Oracle Films is coming up. And we also have the wonderful Gareth Ike. I've spent much time with both of them. I'm not going to go into details. Oh, matron. So let's have some fun. It's Tuesday. It's fucking depressing. Oh, I've already dropped the F word. Oh, no. I hope the bosses aren't watching. They probably are. But come on, I've been pretty good the last few days not swearing. Um, you can speak to me. You can actually speak to me via the medium of live chat, uh, which I'm seeing people now. Morning Abbey, the Abbey Robert Show, the breakfast of champions people have put. Oh, I'm getting hungry. Anyone else fancy a, a big sausage? I do. I Borida <laughs> Pilgrim, and that's good day. Uh, good morning in Welsh. Uh, Gareth Ike is here. Whoop, not depressing now, because the news can be a bit, can it? Can be a bit down, down and down. You can email me, Abbey Roberts at tntradio.live. You can go on the website at uh, tntradio.live, look at the apps, go in the live chat and uh, just just get in touch. And you can also get on the old dog and bone, get a bit old school and you can phone me. All right, call me. And these are the numbers to call. This is the way we're going to be heard. From the US and Canada, call 1-888-201-6425. From the UK, call 33 033- 0024-1026 and from Australia and New Zealand call 1-800-670-310 Free speech is alive and well on today's News Talk TNT Radio Free speech is indeed alive and well and I've just had an email pop into my inbox I love things popping into my box let's have a little look and see it's from Yassi uh, last name Nick uh, and she's in Italy, the Riviera, the Italian Riviera. Hey, buongiorno, buongiorno, yassi, come stai? And you know, we have a lovely Italian man on the other side, Gianluca, who I've mentioned before, wonderful man. And the email says, saluti, Abby, huge joy. Must have you come to Europe, Italy at least, to speak the facts and present the truth. And uh, she says, if Italy's difficult to reach, we could arrange a speaking comedy weekend at Euro Disney Paris. Do you know what? I'm in. Thank you, Abby. And looking forward to hearing from you. God bless Yassi. P.S. Charles Mallet, the guest from yesterday, is a dish. He will be married, right? <laughs> I think Charles is married. But, you know, I'll pass it on. I love that. He's a dish. We don't hear that very much, do we? The, the phrase dish. I love it. The word dish. Wonderful. So thank you very much. Grazie, grazie. Prego, prego. And, uh, and uh, buongiornata, which is have a good day in Italian. I didn't speak Italian before I started this job. It's amazing. Uh, it's incredible. So... Let's uh, first of all, there's, uh, there's, there's, there's lots of news going around at the moment um, about uh, the king of this country. Let's have a little photograph of um, his majesty.
Cam, would you please, would you please raise the photograph onto the screen? <laughs> oh, there he is. Uh, that is the uh, sausage-fingered king, uh, Charles. Uh, who is, uh, yes, the WEF King. So uh, he's in the news today. Thank you very much uh, for that photograph. He's in the news today because, um, well, he has been uh, diagnosed with cancer. He had a prostate exam and they found something. Uh, and also Kate Middleton uh, is also, Princess Kate is also out of action for nine months because she's had an abdominal surgery. I can't even say it, abdominal surgery. And you know something, it's really, really incredible because never in my lifetime have there been uh, suddenly two royals completely out of action. And not just a royal, the king, the WEF king. So should we have a little look at the um, what the newspapers are saying on propaganda, propaganda corner? Let's have a little look, see. I don't know what you, you know, I want, ring in and tell me what your views are of the king. Do we like him? Are you a monarchist? Do you care? Don't forget, he did push the old COVID-19 vaccines. He said uh, people should have them. Um, don't be selfish. Uh, so King Charles diagnosed with cancer, Palace says... You know something? I don't believe it. I don't believe a bloody word of it. Grawniad. The Grawniad. Um, so, uh, t uh, what's her name? Taylor Swift, apparently, is uh, is all the rage. Um, and, um, yeah, I don't really understand why that is. Uh, it's not really my kind of music. Uh, so she won gr uh, record Grammy win on female-dominated night. Define female, the press. Define female. Do you mean um, tits and arse? Or do you mean uh, <laughs> do you mean a bloke who dresses up as a woman? Because in my book, that is not female. Um, let's have a little. So the suspect of the uh, the acid attack yesterday, you may uh, the other day, you may remember in Clapham in London, Abdul Azidi, I believe, is either being harboured from capture or is dead. Uh, well, I mean, there's not really a lot of coming back from that. With no trace of him for more than 100 hours, despite a massive manhunt. Well, you know, if we do uh, basically just go, let's all these people, let's just let these people in without any concern for what they're going to do. Is it any fecking, fecking, fecking? I'm going to say fecking. Do you know what? I've just discovered that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to say fecking. Is it any fecking surprise? Nobody can complain about that word. So that's the grawny ad. Lots of propaganda, blah, blah, blah. Do we think, uh, do we think that this is the news about King Charles, the, the sausage-fingered king, is so William is put in his place? I believe that, honestly, after the last four years, if you seriously are listening to the news, watch the news and going, yeah, that's absolutely right, yeah, oh, yeah, well, we, we haven't believed that, but we'll definitely believe this. Um, think, everyone, think, what are the reasons? Um, William to take on more commitments in the Times. And we're not talking about the film, The Commitments. Um, <laughs> all they want to do is ride around, Sally. Um, that is, uh, so that's on the front page. And also, another bit of uh, interesting news. The, uh, a vaccine, a new vaccine for cancer has just been announced. So let's join the little dots together. Not saying it's absolutely categorically true, but let's use some critical thinking. Let's think about the reasons why we may be doing this. Um, on, uh, also in the Times, we need the government to guide us 
Voters across England want more to be done to help people keep themselves healthy. And do you know what? What I say is, oh my God, the human race is absolutely fecked. If we're, <laughs> I'm going to keep using that word fecked. And that's allowed, isn't it? Um, if we keep, don't rely on the government. Don't look to the government of the last four years. Look what they do. The more power you give governments, the worse your life is going to be. I mean, look at this uh, again in the Times. Voters back tough stance on junk food and wider sugar tax. Why are you backing a tax, you frigging idiots, on sugar? I tell you what, do you know something? I was a much, I was a proper porker. Some people might say I still am. Uh, so three years ago, and do you know what? My doctor tried to get me on pre, you know, diabetes drugs, metformin, and um, I went, no, I'll do it. I'll do it with diet, thanks, and exercise. Good grief. Oh, so coming up next, my first guest is the very delectable Phil Wiseman of Oracle Films. It's the stuff. It's that division people are talking about. And that cluelessness that they want to push. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Well, welcome to Phil Wiseman from Oracle Films. Phil, how are you, my darling, this morning? Morning, Abby. Good to see you. <laughs> Phil's like, bloody hell, Abby. How many cups of coffee have you had? <laughs> yeah. Have you had any? How many have you had, Phil? I've not started yet. I thought uh, I'd, I'd leave off until the interview. I knew you were going to be uh, enough caffeine for me. <laughs> enough caffeine, exactly. Abby does walking caffeine. Um, so, Phil, <laughs> tell um, people Oracle Films. How did that? Uh, how did you get into that? Were you always a filmmaker? Yeah. So I've, I've been sort of making videos for near on ten years when 2020 rolled around, um, and I had a sort of small network of freelancers that I worked with often and. I kind of did what I'm sure a lot of us did during the first chunk of 2020, which is try to make sense of the lies that were being thrown at us and the enormity of the scam that was sort of evolving around us. Um, and, and by sort of the middle of that year, uh, I sort of felt, well, uh, very certain that the official version of events we were being presented with wasn't, wasn't true. So I started following this movement that was growing, you know, we think back to those early days, you had groups like Stand Up X and Save Our Rights and, you know, Fiona Hine and Is Corbin and those people that were like taken to the streets really early on. I was kind of keeping an eye on what was happening there. And by September, we made a decision to go to one of the rallies in London. Um, and I was like, well, if we're going to go there, we may as well go and film it. So I went with Liam, who was a friend of mine who uh, knew from work and uh, another camera guy. So we, we basically rocked up with a three-person camera team to go and film one of the rallies in Trafalgar Square, which was a little bit naive because people are looking at us like, who are you guys? <laughs> you know, we <laughs> yeah. just, uh, I'd never even been to a protest before, but it was, you know, it was amazing. You know, I think anybody that attended those rallies and particularly the marches in 2021 that sort of grew mm. out of them, um, they were just, they were just fantastic. So we just, just basically decided to take what we knew and, and apply it to, um, to what was going on really. Yes, incredible. And were you somebody that was a little bit suspicious of government and news beforehand? Were you somebody who was a bit like, hmm, that doesn't seem right? I, I, I was, but I, I don't think I kind of joined the dots to, to quite that, the extent that uh, we saw things unfold in 2020. And it all, you yeah. know, as, as it did a lot of us, just hits you like a ton of bricks. Yes, indeed. And, you know, and I was a bit, uh, I was a bit sort of well, slightly slow on the uptake uh, myself, um, which of course people don't let me forget about. Um, but um, I think if truth, you know, if truth be told, uh, many people were not that they would admit to it, 
uh, because they maybe weren't on Twitter. But I think it's one of those things where you just, as soon as you you see it, you go, oh my, what what is, <laughs> you know, you, you it's it, for me, it was a, was it, uh, it was a gut feeling for me rather than a, let's look at the graphs. How about you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, for me, once I realised that they were basically cheating the figures upwards, I couldn't explain that away because maybe, mm. you know, it might not have been ethical, but if the government were cheating the figures downwards as a means of like trying to calm people and ease fears, maybe there's some sort of rationale for that. But as soon as you establish that they're deliberately trying to frighten people, um, mm. you see that there's a, you know, basically they're trying to impose their will through governance of fear. Um, there's something really sinister afoot, basically. Um, yes. So that was what did it for me was the fig you know, the way they were recording death figures and cases and the PCR mm. test cycle. And, you know, you're off to the races there, aren't you? <laughs> yes, indeed. PCR. And everything became more and more. I remember um, in around about, uh, was it sort of July, June, July? Because uh, to be honest with you, I was more preoccupied with the, the Black Lives Matter stuff. <laughs> I mean, and, and the <laughs> yeah. trans, because I'd been dumped by my agent over the trans, over J.K. Rowling. So I was right. I was sort of looking at that and going, hang on a minute, this is crazy. I'm supporting J and And almost like the other stuff, the, the 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 Rona was sort of dwindling in the background. Then the Black Lives Matter came in, and then you saw Biden basically um, influence the trial of the policeman uh, Derek Chauvin. So I was kind of like, I literally, I, I was like, got, my eyes were like football eyes, one playing at home and one playing away. I was like, what the what's going? So every, you know what I mean? So in a way that the virus wasn't um, wasn't sort of my. And then when the masks came in, I just went. What? <laughs> it was, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that, that was like a real, that was like a real, like, jolt. Um, yeah, well, as, as you've said before, it was like a, a worldwide Milgram experiment. It was like, how, how yeah. stupid a piece of advice can we give people that we know makes no sense? And, and anyway, they're going to do it. And it really got to that point. It was, you know, the six feet rule. You know, you can take your mask off while you're sat down, but not while you stood up. It was, it was really ridiculous. I think somebody somewhere was having a great old time. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Going, oh, have a have a have a scotch egg. Uh, go to the yeah. pub. What's it? And then, and then, but you can eat a scotch egg. I tell you what, the scotch egg business must have d done a roaring trade. Can you imagine the guy like going, fantastic? Get you just oh, that will do. Just like put anything round an egg, and that will sell it. Yeah, completely. Call it a substantial meal, right? Exactly, call it a substantial meal, which, I mean, let's be honest, uh, I've had many a night out where that definitely is a substantial meal uh, before I start drinking. Uh, but totally t looking at people and treating us like complete idiots. Um, we're going to, Phil, we're going to go to um, a little break. Um, I'll be back uh, with my guest, Phil Wiseman of Oracle Films. Don't go anywhere or I'll come round and I'll put a wind farm in your garden. OK, I'm Abby Roberts. This is TNT. TNT's Bruce de Torres. The Who's proposed treaty will increase man-made pandemics by Merrill Nass. Just a minute about this. This report is designed to help readers think about some big topics. How to really prevent pandemics and biological warfare. How to assess proposals by the Who and its members for responding to pandemics and whether we can rely on our health officials to navigate these areas in ways that make sense and will help their population. populations. We start with a history of biological arms control and rapidly move to the COVID pandemic, eventually arriving at plans to protect the future. She didn't put protect in quotes, but I just did verbally. World Stage and Bruce DeTorres on today's News Talk TNT.
this is generally the view of people, oh, we don't know much about Assange. Well, you should know, because whether you know it or not, he is fighting for you. For your courage and leadership and tenacity in journalism and publishing. Since 2010, Assange has been held in progressively narrower, darker, colder, and crueler spaces. He has been detained since the 7th of December 2010 in one form or another. And we are now here after years of imprisonment. WikiLeaks is a non-state hostile intelligence service. I think the man is a high-tech terrorist. A high-tech terrorist. A traitor, a treasonous. He has to answer for what he has done. Assange faces up to 175 years in prison for publishing classified documents exposing U.S. war crimes. The U.S. government narrative about Julian is a complete fraud. It is a complete fraud from A to Z. Julian took on the most powerful countries in the world, basically all of them. We now have confirmed that there were plans to kidnap Julian here in the center of London, or even assassinate him. No one who instigated that illegal and immoral war has been brought to justice. But the great truth teller sits behind bars. If wars can be started by lies, peace can be started by truth. Julian Assange is a hero. What if everything we thought we knew about somebody was a lie? Would we be willing to go on a new journey of understanding? This is a story of deception, lies, bravery, and a man who risked everything to bring the truth to light. Mr. Assange shows all the symptoms that are typical for a person that has been exposed to psychological torture over a prolonged period of time. He looked at me intensely and said, I hate to say this. He then hesitated, visibly troubled and searching for words. And then he finally said, please, save my life. May future generations have the ability to speak without restraint. May our children and their children know truth and have access to information that leads to justice. Wherever Julian goes, free speech goes with him. If there is a bird that is about to take flight, stretch her wings and rule the skies, may it be a pista and no longer a bald eagle. If you think Assange is a traitor, he's a rapist, he's a narcissist, he's a hacker, I don't blame you because you have been deceived. And if you think you've not been deceived, that's normal because otherwise it wouldn't be deception. Listening to Abby Roberts on today's News Talk TNT. Welcome back, everyone. I'm talking to the wonderful Phil Wiseman of Oracle Films. Phil, uh, we've just seen the um, Assange uh, documentary, and you made a fantastic film yourself called Safe and Effective. Uh, you see what I did there? That's why they pay me the big bucks. The segues are just flawless um, and I want to talk to you about that because that was a game changer. Um, so please tell us. Uh, who you made it with and the premise of Safe and Effective. Sure. I mean, seeing it up next to Julian Assange was a bit of a death knell. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
um yeah but so safe and effective uh i was approached we, we'd carried on doing the oracle stuff and, and making um content uh, covering the marches and um on various subjects and we approached by mark Sharman in 20 uh, january 2022 he was a former broadcast executive he's former director of news and sport at itv uh he spent a big chunk of his career in so basically mainstream media uh, mm -hmm. He'd been retired for about 10 years at that point. And I was a little bit suspicious at first because I've had a couple of interactions with uh, Mariana Spring and the BBC that didn't uh, pan out very well. <laughs> um, so, so we kind of agreed to meet for a drink. And, you know, as it happens, I mean, Mark was sort of completely on side. Um, and I'm sure, I think, you know, Patricia as well. Mark's, um, well, <laughs> his ex-missus, um, but she's yeah. an avid yellow border. She's out on the protests all the time. And she'd been following this movement for, you know, for since its inception, really. Um, mm. So once we'd kind of, yeah, <laughs> met one another, trusted one another, we sort of, Mark said he wanted to make a film and um, we collaborated on that, which bloomed from an idea into Safe and Effective, really, which was at the time, I mean, the conversations kind of shifted and I'd like to think that it's, the film was somewhat of a factor in making it more acceptable to the, to a general audience to to talk about the harms that the injections let's, let's maybe not call them vaccines <laughs> but yes have been doing to people uh and and also the scale of the fraud and the behavioral psychology that convinced so many people to take them in the first place so it was trying to unpick a lot of the the behavioral science and the propaganda that had been rolled out on people over the the two years prior to so come out in september of 2022. Mm. Yeah, incredible, absolutely incredible, and uh, really interesting that Mark, like you said, came from uh, the mainstream media, and uh, and rightly you uh, you were right to be sceptical, and then you meet someone, and you look at. I mean, I, if I look in the whites of someone's eyes, I pretty much know. I could pretty much read people, I think, um, quite well. But I mean, I, and I've seen uh, there was a screening at the Emmanuel Centre um, in London, wasn't there? Uh, which I think did is that where we first met, or had we I met? Think it might have been, you know. Yeah, I think I yeah. think that was the first time we met in person. Yes, and the vaccine um, injured uh, some of them were there, and also people yeah. that had been bereaved by the vaccine. I mean, it's, sorry, the the injection. You're right. The the gene therapy, the experimental. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm laughing nervously because I'm thinking it's just quite extraordinary that we're still we're here in 2024, uh, February 2024, and we're still it's still not being um, it's still sort of people going oh that's don't the thing. The, I was just thinking the this the other day. Yeah. You see Sunak stand up in Parliament last week and say yep. that you know unequivocally safe. It's like sometimes it feels like we're we're winning and we've we've sort of grabbed hold of the Overton window and and we can talk about that as it is now. And then you know that happens. You think bloody hell, like have people learned nothing. And on some level, there's people who are just ignorant and really don't know in that house. But there's also people that know, and he's got to be one of them. He knows he's lying at this point. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that was ge genuinely, I think I tweeted, I think off, straight after that, because um, I people, I, I always put, so I said, uh, you know, in my tweet, um, that um, soon, that, if you think Tony Blair uh, was wrong for lying to Parliament and the people about Iraq, and why he was going in, then this is this is a whole different, this is in a different league, isn't it? Different ball game. Yeah, it's, it's like they're living in a different, like a different reality. You know, because yeah. I'm, you know, I, I say, unfortunately, I'm, I'm really grateful that I'm in contact still with a lot of vaccine injured that are in the film and, and many, many more, as you can imagine, got in touch with us afterwards. So I'm, I'm well aware of the extent of the harms that have been done to people and not just through the vaccine. You know, the vaccine is a travesty in itself, but the lockdown policies, 
the end of life protocols, everything that's been done to people in the name of trusting the science or, you know, whatever the mantra was over the last yeah. few years, it's, it's, um, yeah, it's criminal really. And we've yet yeah. to really see accountability. And I think until accountability comes, however that looks, um, we're kind of doomed to repeat it, aren't we? We're kind of doomed to yeah. repeat it, unfortunately. Mm. Yes, indeed, doomed to, doomed to repeat it. And um, tell us um, what uh, what's coming next. You did mention to me that there was a, a, a project you were doing as well, I think with Mark as well, Mark Shulman. Yeah. Uh, so tell, tell us a bit yes. about that. Yeah, so it's kind of um, about middle of the road with it. I'm actually meeting Mark later today to do some uh, some writing and some editing for it. But it's, um, mm. it's ambitious. Initially, we knew we wanted to work together again after Safe and Effective, um, but we didn't really know what, <laughs> on what, what was the next story. Um, so the main focal point of this one is actually zooming out a little bit and looking at the bigger picture and focusing on the um, the United Nations, um, the Sustainable Development Goals and the, the World Economic Forum's Great Reset uh, and a bunch of those um, agencies, UN agencies, including the WHO, and, and looking at the crossovers in so many of their sort of, you know, their agendas. Um, so, uh, but doing it in a way that's evidence-based, that's based on primary source evidence and, you know, their own literature and saying, you know, this isn't speculation. It's not conspiracy theory. They're telling us at this point what, what their plan is for the world and the direction they want to take things in. And uh, I mean, the Great Reset, it's got a nice shiny marketing package behind it. It's got an awful lot of money, but it's not a new idea. It's an old idea with a, with a new bow on it, isn't it? <laughs> 100% global communism. Um, will you come back, Phil, please, and tell us more about that? Uh, come back to the show. Um, thank you so much for joining me today. Phil Wiseman of Oracle Films. And uh, next up, I've got Gareth Ike. But first, the news headlines. I'm Abby Roberts. This is TNT. News Talk Radio. Now, TNT Radio News. Matt Boyland here with your TNT headlines. Donald Trump has slammed the so-called border bill released by the US Senate, calling it the dumbest bill he's ever seen. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky has confirmed he's considering replacing the commander of Ukraine's armed forces, conceding a reset is needed following Kyiv's failed counter-offensive. And Tucker Carlson has ignited a media frenzy after he turned up in Russia, fueling speculation he could be there to interview President Vladimir Putin. Don't miss a thing. Be sure to download the TNT radio app from either the Apple App Store or Google Play so you can easily listen live to us anywhere, anytime. Available right now to download. Keeping you up to speed on TNT radio. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. And I'm with my fantastic second guest, Gareth Ike. Hello, Gareth. How are we doing this morning? I'm good, thanks, mate. How are you? Yes, I'm very good. Very, very good indeed. Lovely to see you. Uh, right, Gareth. So, what's uh, what, what's what's uh, what's going on in the world? What is happening? Um, everything is happening all at once. I think when yep. I, when I literally scroll through Twitter, which I know isn't real life, but you can just see all these different things unfolding and how they're all absolutely connected. Because basically, the end result of everything, whether it be war or uh, climate change or Rona or whatever, is that we have less freedoms and less money basically um and so to me i see that as a as, as almost like a good thing that everything's happening at once because that strikes me as desperation somewhat um because the people behind world events have been in the shadows for a long long time and they're more than happy there i'm sure um mm. but there is some form of awakening happening which 
might not feel like that, especially when you walk down the street in Derby, but there is one happening. <laughs> and um, yeah. and I, I feel like these these ghouls have had to come out of the shadows somewhat, um, almost to kind of try and get this agenda through and get everything um, in place and all the um, chess pieces where they should be um, before the awakening gets any bigger. So I actually think we're in a kind of critical time now, if I'm honest. It feels... Mm-hmm probably for about the last two or three years, actually, that it's a real poignant time. And it's, it's down to us now, basically. Balls in our court, we're we going to accept it or not. Yeah, exactly. Balls you've got. And, of course, your dad, uh, the wonderful David Icke, um, was pointing this out many, many, many years ago. And I'm ashamed to say I caught up slightly late with the stuff because you sort of almost uh, don't, don't want to believe it. But now there's a sort of uh, okay, this is this is actually happening. Um, so what what um what kind of things do you do to keep you uh keep you sane in the madness? Um, I actually do insane things to keep sane, if I'm honest, mate. So like yesterday, mm-hmm. I, I go on these big walks, which which kind of started off as just sort of walking down old railway lines, looking at old history, you know, remains of historical stuff, and that was cool. Um, and then I met a lad called Phil who got me to go down lead mines. And they were nice and easy at first. Um, and then they got more and more spicy. So yesterday we went way, way underground in this crazy Ooh. cavern underneath the Derbyshire Dales. And it was, um, I was at one point crawling along on my belly. Um, oh my God. Lo- looking looking at, at graffiti that was on the walls. And one of them, this big bit of graffiti just said help. And, and I did sort of <laughs> look at myself in, in an imaginary mirror at that point of what on earth am I doing? Um, so what that's what I do to I keep done? saying that. Yeah. I love, crazy, you know, kind of, out I, of my comfort zone, basically. I, lo- I love your videos. And, and um, in fact, we, di- we did have, we, unfortunately, we don't have a clip today, um, but I have been watching them. The one in Matlock, honestly, the one with your little um, two-year-old two year um, frog light on uh, that I watched yesterday. Yeah. It's, honestly, I know it's going to sound sort of a bit, um, not cheesy, but it's actually, I was really moved by it because, you know, you're down there and you're with your daughter's little lamp on and you're in the darkness. Um, there's a metaphor here, bear with me, where you're sort of going, where where am I? And and you're sort of and exploring. So there's a kind of like, there's a really nice, um, yeah, ni- nice thing about it as well in general. Yeah, and it also shows the level of sort of caving professionalism of, of mine that I had to hunt through my kid's toy drawer to find her her frog <laughs> headlamp so I could use that oh, that's so cute but it was not yeah. it was nice as well because you know I, obviously you've got all these mineral formations and all this stuff underground it's, it's, it's actually like got a real crazy historical story like Queen Victoria went down there and stuff which I have no idea I'm assuming it must have been in a skinny phase because I was struggling to get down there and obviously she was she was you know a, a bit big towards the end but yeah I found these um, these crystals that naturally formed and sort of sort of just half inch, two or three of them, and brought them home for my daughter, and she was well stoked with that. She's got like a, 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 a kind of a crystal box just full of these different crystals. And I just love yeah. stuff like that. That's that's what keeps yeah. me sane. Family. Yeah. I love that. I love that you use a bit of uh, Cockney rhyming slang. Half inched for the Australian viewers, it means pinched, nicked. But I mean, pinched, it's, I mean, it's. Stolen. it's stolen um i have stolen some crystals for my daughter and taken them home but yeah that's, i mean they're so they're honestly really good guys and where can where can people watch those those vids um on, on the devil's video uh channel youtube at the minute um so it's just <laughs> yeah. youtube.com forward slash at you know the at symbol yeah. like walks and yeah i found yeah. loads of cool things historically like real some real crazy stories because 
it's like, like anything, you know, um, fact is stranger than fiction. So there, there is some real crazy stuff in, in Britain that we don't even know about. Yeah. And do you not get, um, oh, I mean, when you were talking about going on your belly, I remember as a kid, um, I think it was like primary school, we'd gone down somewhere like, I said, Cheddar Gorge or so, you know, like properly, like in a little, uh, I remember being in a tunnel with a rock up here and just thinking back and thinking, how on earth did I survive that? I mean, do you not get claustrophobic? When you're down there a little bit there was one bit yesterday where the guy that i'm with starts talking about how they found this five foot snake skin last time they were in there and i was just looking at him like right you've waited till i'm 200 foot in here before you've <laughs> dropped that one in there and um but there was other bits as well so so when you go down these lead mines i mean these these are like 17th century some of them in fact a couple who mm. went down were from the 1540s like it's mad and they've yeah. got these this wood up in the ceiling and the first time i went in one i was like there's no way that wood's holding up that rock i'm out of here well, it turns out that all the wood's there for, for is not to hold anything up. But if there's any movement, then they'll snap. And then you go, right, get the hell out of Dodge. But the one we went in yesterday, I'm looking and I'm, I can see the wood, but it's all on the floor and it's all cracked and broken. I was like, right, yeah. okay. And then we're, we're clambering over these rocks that are like the size of a car and feels like, oh, yeah, that's where the, where the roof came down in the 70s. Okay, mate, that's fine then. Not a problem. It's just, it is mad. I don't know. The more I'm talking yeah. about it, the more I'm thinking, what am I doing? <laughs> I think, what are you doing? Do you think you've become um, braver, though, in the last, you know, because of the last four years and obviously your dad being who he is, that there, there is, is there something innate in you, do you think, that just goes, well, it is what it is. Live your life and enjoy it. Oh, 100%. 100%. I've become a lot more like that um, since, you know, losing relatives and losing friends, you know, and stuff yeah. like that. You, you do kind of, it's, there's a balance though, isn't there, between kind of like, oh, mm. you know, uh, oh, well, I might die tomorrow. Well, yeah, but what if you don't? So it's like kind of trying to find that balance between doing things that were actually putting your life at risk and then yep. just living life because, you know, it, it is a, a finite existence, at least in this realm. Um, yes. So, yeah, I think I'm, I'm a lot, I'm certainly less fearful of what people say and what people think. I think that more than anything has, has gone in the last four years. Um, not that I've ever really cared anyway, if I'm honest, because, you know, when I look back to childhood with all the abuse that we took as a family and all that sort of stuff and having, mm. you know, reporters following you to school and, and uh, when, when you're in like, you mean like nine years old and, and offering your, um, your, your poor friends, cause the media would identify who was poor and who wouldn't, who wasn't your poor friends, parents, money to say bad things about your dad, bad things about your family. Mm -mm. something that they all turned down by the way which is incredible because they didn't really have the money to turn that down but they did that i kind of look at at the time and think that was awful and now i think yeah but that was my basic training that was the basic training to be able to now come out and say what what i believe to be true and, and you know let the chips fall where they may basically yes indeed and we're going to go for a short break now um gareth and um, i'll be back with uh, gareth ike after this short break uh, so don't go anywhere or i'll come around and sit on your face this is abby roberts tnt de-weaponizing weather with reality and perspective i really don't understand how this trial between michael mann and mark stein is continuing and i don't know if dr mann wanted to put his hockey stick on trial there are so many holes in his argument it it is hard to believe. I don't even understand how people could have let that out without questioning it. And I've talked about this before. One of the biggest problems I have is he won't let anyone look at his data, at least no one that is skeptical of his data. And that should raise red flags. Now I've talked about this 
many, many times. You can go and look at what the global temperature does. When it's warm in the eastern and central part of the United States and warm across Europe, usually the global temperature is elevated. Now, when it's cold in those areas, believe it or not, the global temperature is actually colder. The problem with this whole hockey stick and the recreation of temperatures from pine cones is the areas he looks at and draws his ideas from are usually cold when the earth is warm. So he would not be able to detect that. He would not know that because he's not a meteorologist. If he was a meteorologist, would he know it? Of course he'd know it because we talk about this all the time. They're called teleconnections. So if I were in there talking about this, I'd be asking, where is your meteorology background and are you aware of this going on? But in any case, this whole hockey stick idea of temperature recreation looks to be more of a hokey stick to a lot of us out there. And the first red flag is you wouldn't let anyone look at your data. This is TNT Climate and Weather Watchdog meteorologist Joe Bastardi asking you to enjoy the weather. It's the only weather you've got. Life doesn't always give you time to change the outcome. Pre-diabetes does. One in three adults has pre-diabetes, but with early diagnosis, pre-diabetes can be reversed. And you can change the outcome. Take the one-minute pre-diabetes risk test today. Go to doihaveprediabetes.org. For lovers of truth, liberty, free speech, and the pursuit of justice, Abby Roberts. Now, another exciting episode on today's News Talk, TNT. And welcome back, everybody. I'm with my wonderful guest, Gareth Ike. And we've been talking about um, going down underground, being in dark, and uh, seeing help written on a cave wall. That's what Gareth gets Terrifying. up to, because he is a real man, everybody. He's not, uh, yes, he's not dressing up in women's clothes and uh, calling himself a woman. Uh, God bless you for that, Gareth. I don't know why I said that, but anyway. Not <laughs> anymore. Role. Not anymore. Not- but there's pictures. <laughs> For quick, hide the pictures. Um, but anyway, so let's get. Um, so we've talked. I mean, I just love talking to you about you know stuff that sort of you do, um, sort of like in your in your real life, in your normal life. Let's have a little ch- chat about stuff that's going on in the news now. Over all the papers, as I mentioned earlier, we saw uh, King Charles, aka Sausage, the sausage-fingered WEF King, has been diagnosed with cancer. What are your thoughts on the bigger story here? Um, I think it's it, it could go one or two ways. Um, I will say though, because I've, I've seen a lot of people saying, you know, have respect, have respect, blah blah. Mm. I think respect's earned, but also on on the other Correct. on the other hand, you know, I don't celebrate people being ill and dying and stuff like that. And people might mm. say, yeah, but he's a nasty so and so, yeah, he absolutely is an evil man. And um, and so you know, to celebrate it is, you know, uh, the only reason I don't kind of like that stuff for me personally is because. It's self-preservation for me. I don't want to take myself down to their level. I don't want to mm. take myself down into that low vibrational stuff where I'm happy that other people are ill because these ghouls are more than happy that people are ill and I don't want to be yeah. in that realm. Um, but in terms, terms of, um, in terms of the story, it's an interesting one, Abby. I think it could go one way in the sense that he's a very unpopular king. People liked the Queen for whatever reason. I'm not a royalist, far from it, but they like the Queen. Then Charles comes in and no one likes him. Absolutely no one likes him. And yeah. so the popularity of the royal family has just disappeared. So is it a case of, right, let's get rid of him? Because this is this is he's going to literally bring the whole monarchy down. So get rid of him, 
have a go with with um the guy that ages like a pear, William. I swear he he, he's, he looks about fifty five now. Um, bring him in and have a go. Or, or the other end of it is well, there's an mRNA cancer vaccine just appeared at the same time, hasn't there? Which is very very interesting. Mm. All of a sudden, you have the king being diagnosed. Would it shock me that he goes and gets an mRNA jab and all of a sudden he's fine? Not at all. That wouldn't shock me at all. So I think it yeah. could go. It could go one or two ways. It's an interesting. Yeah. It's interesting to sort of sit back and and have a look. Neither and of them look, would and, shock me. Um, yes, the timing and, and in terms of this vaccine is, is interesting. Is interesting stuff and excellent, Gareth. And absolutely, hundred percent agree with what you said about don't celebrate uh, people's illness and and Brit, like you said, drag yourself down into the mire of the sort of you know because like it, it reminds me of you know in um, Ghost, the Demi Moore and um, that that movie, Patrick Swayze. You know when uh, the 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 sort of death is like a black blob which takes Patrick Swayze away. It reminds me of that. As soon as you start going into those and looking into the ghoulishness, um, it is reflected back at you. So I absolutely 100% um, agree with that. Um, and whatever the, 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 the King Charles may be guilty of, which he, he certainly is. Um, so another story, and I agree about the vaccine, very weird timing. Um, and another thing as well, the Assange, um, I, I saw you uh, talk about his, uh, the documentary that's uh, coming out, Trust Fools. And um, what are your thoughts about the upcoming, um, his upcoming case? later in february well i th- i th- i th- well they're, they're never going to release him are they i think i think they're sort of secretly hoping that he dies in jail um Absolutely. so they don't have to to go through the you know absolute publicity death of them you mm. know taking him out to america or whatever it is what i find very interesting about the assange situation is the fact that you have a journalist who's revealed war crimes mm-hmm. and then they attempt to paint him in a certain light in terms of far right or supportive of this or supportive of that to try and destroy his um not credibility because the, the, he doesn't need any of that he's got plenty of it it's there in black and white everyone's watched the video of those war crimes in iraq we've all seen it um but it, what it, they're trying to do is take away people's empathy for him by saying you know by creating this sort of bipartisan thing of like well he's political this he's politically this way oh sod it man and you know what's crazy is that actually people actually look at that in a certain way where they actually go, they're less bothered about Assange because they think he thinks away politically. Well, that's insane. He's still a journalist mm-hmm. who's basically being murdered in jail and has been for, what, 14 years or whatever. So mm-hmm. I find that strange. Um, another interesting part of it, because you're on, on a similar page to me when it comes to to the Palestinians. And so I tweeted something about um, James Whale um, and his you know toxic nonsense. And someone retweeted it who was a supporter of Palestine. And then a guy from Al Jazeera quoted him saying that he shouldn't be retweeting me when it comes to Palestinian because Palestine because because I'm a climate change denier. And you were like, <laughs> oh my God. So this is so this is where we've come now. You yeah. can't you can't support this because you're that. And you can't think this way because of that. And it's that kind of everyone gets put in this little and it's like, oh, I, I I used to like Claude Monet, and then I found out that Hitler liked art, so now I freaking hate Monet. And it's just yeah. weird, isn't it? The people exactly. Have that it's like I like, 
I like dogs. Oh no, hang on a minute. Hitler quite liked dogs as well. Right, that's it. I'm just having cats then from now on. Yeah, it's yeah. it's that a totally juvenile, infantilized thinking. And you're hundred percent. You know, I mean, I've been called far right, um, fascist, ex, you know, extremist. But we're over the trans uh, activist stuff. That's what I was called back into 2020. You know, vi violent racist because I didn't want um, America to descend into a race war. It, it, it's it's re you're right. It's extraordinary. And the Palestine stuff, of course, has been very interesting. Is it to watch? Um, people that we, I think we broadly align with, who just absolutely lost their shit over yeah. uh, and just it went, was, it, it no, was extraordinary. Went, yeah. Just yeah. Uh, all, going all lives matter. All lives matter went out the window very, very quickly. Yes. Absolutely, absolutely, and uh, you know, heart-rending, uh, heart-wrenching stuff. I mean, you're right. So much is happening at the moment. We just have to kind of keep calm and just kind of navigate our way through. And like you said, with the truth. That's why it's so great um, to speak to you. And you come on TNT um, because the more we just get this stuff out, and obviously people can disagree with us. That is allowed. If people absolutely. say, "Well, I don't really, don't, don't, don't really, don't really get that stuff," but um, fair play to you um, for uh, you know for saying it. And I think that's really important that we keep that we keep doing that. Hundred percent, hundred percent, yeah. And I think that's the the, the the real key point that you said there, Abby, is that we need to take take a step back and have a look because what mm. you found a lot was people saw through COVID, and then they were hook, line, and sinker with Ukraine, and then or they were hook, line, and sinker with climate change. That's the one that got me the most because you're like these are literally the same people that tried to hoodwink you with Rona, like literally the same names. Yeah. Um, yes. And, and, they're, and they're hoodwinked by this because, oh, no, no, that's not connected. How is climate change connected to COVID? It's like, mate, just take a step back. Just look at, at the, the end result that they want sure. from all these different things. They're exactly the same. And so the more you yep. take a step back and you actually look at, you see, you see the wood for the trees then at that point and you go, ah, okay, it makes sense. Um, yeah. What I struggled Absolutely. with. Because I agree with you, Abby. Everyone should have their own opinion. What I struggled with was the with the with the Palestinian stuff was the fact that there, you know, we're upward of thirty thousand dead people now, but approaching twelve thousand dead children. Uh -huh. It doesn't matter what your political views are. It doesn't matter whether you support Israel's right to exist or or whatever, or you you know you can't stand Islam, whatever. If you can look the other way at twelve thousand dead kids, I've. I've got to ask some questions about your who you are as a as a person and yep. and why you were so desperate for children to not receive the vaccine, but you don't care if they get blown up. I don't understand that way of thinking. That confuses me very, very much. Very good point. Gareth, thank you so much for coming on. Will you come back? Because we've obviously got a Love lot to. to talk about. And I've absolutely loved uh, having my conversation with you. God bless you. And that was Gareth Ike. So we're going to have a short break now. And thanks to Gareth Ike. And uh, we are going to also just play the phone numbers. <laughs> because you're going to be calling in. We're going to be heard. From the US and Canada, call 1-888-201-6425. From the UK, call 033-0024-1026. And from Australia and New Zealand, call 1-800-670-310. Free speech is alive and well on today's News Talk, TNT Radio. Right, we have Siv from Sydney on the phone. Siv, my darling. Well, hello there. Oh, I'm disappointed in you, Abby. I'm disappointed. You didn't play the. You didn't play the theme tune. You didn't play the. Oh, uh, milk. What's? You didn't do. Oh, man. I'm just. I'm devastated. 
Yes, I'm. Oh, sweetheart! You know, in one second, one second. And all yes, because the lady that. loves Siv's tray. Siv's. <laughs> all because the lady loves Siv's. Oh, I, I can just, get very rude. I, I, but I'm not I, going I was, to. I was gonna... I was going to I was going to find the nearest hole into which I could crawl, and then I could just stay there until the next program, and maybe ring back then. You know, I was going to do that. I was no, Siv. You've, you've made you've made my day now. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. Look, uh, oh bless you, what 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 are, what are your thoughts? Well, well I, just listening to some of that. I mean, I think the one thing I would say, given everything I've been hearing, look, humour. First things first. I think humour is very very important. And if we are going to talk up against the elites, and I think we should, then the one thing the elitists hate with, a, with an absolute passion is when you and I laugh at them. And I think that's important that we do that. I think that, you know, apart from keeping our sanity, and that's what this does, I think it's important that we actually use humour and comedy and art and all of those things to actually mm. express ourselves. And that whole thing there about, you know, basically going down that line of free speech. I mean, I, I support places like this because, okay, I might not necessarily agree with every position, but why should I think any less of you because you might see the world differently to me? I mean, what is that? H haven't we just gone so weird in Western society now where, where I have to hate the person, right? I have to hate the person but not actually disagree with you. Yeah, I disagree with you. I don't get that. Do you? No, I don't get that. Don't get that at all. I mean, don't don't tell me what to think, uh, but uh, exactly. uh, and and then I'll be fine. Then I'll be absolutely fine with exactly. you. But I think we're pretty much uh, we're pretty much aligned, aren't we, Siv? Uh, I, I think we are. We're, we're aligned, and we like uh, we like chocolates, and we like sweets, and we like um, you know just just laughing at the world. And you know, I, if you don't like any of that, you're mad. What's wrong with you? Good to talk to you, Abby. Yeah. I knew it was coming. We've got Mick from Queensland, Australia, on the phone. Good day, Mick. Abby. Hello, mate. How are you doing? How's 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 things down under? Hello. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good, pal. So you're ringing from Queensland. How, how's uh, how's life there? Oh, it's very bloody hot. I can't swear on here, can I? But it's very hot. It's very uh, uh, well. Trust me, it's hard. It's hard enough for me not to swear. I'd probably, I, I prefer it if you didn't. How hot is it, Mick? Oh, it's, it's that global warming, you know. It's it's global warming. Is your is your surname is your surname Dundee by any chance? Mick Dundee. Summer in Australia, you know what I mean. I just wanted to expand on what you started off with about Taylor Swift and and let everybody know. That, that um, Anthony Albanese, the Prime Minister of Australia, he won't be able to, to attend Parliament for the next few days because he's going to be attending the Taylor Swift concerts. And do you know what else they're doing? Uh, tell me. I thought it was a joke, but they, they, the mainstream media are all, are all promoting how they want people, they suggest that people attend her concerts wearing an adult diaper that don't, don't miss the next song. An ad a diaper, an adult diaper, did I hear you say? Adult wearing an adult diaper, diaper which is nappy yeah. in UK speak. Yeah. What? So they, don't mi so they don't miss the next song? She's not that bloody good. <laughs> Crying out loud. Yeah, yeah I just, I just wanted to make a quick call and let you know about that. That's what's going yeah. on in Australia. 
God bless you. Yeah, God bless you, Mick. And will you uh, call again soon? Thank you so much. And we have uh, Johnny Woodrow uh, from the UK on the phone. Good do- Good morning to you, Johnny. Hello, Abby. How are you doing? Good hey, morning, yes, I'm really Abby. well. I, I think... Yeah. Good, good. I, look, I was just having my good dissident breakfast, which was TNT on, the light paper out in front of me, with fry-up cooked in beef dripping. And you read Ooh. out a from the Times about a sugar tax and um, the people wanting the government to help them better. And that, that just that ruined my breakfast. So I thought, yeah. <laughs> like, um, and, and it just got <laughs> me thinking, there's, you know, there's sort of the idea that the government might manipulate you through the tax system uh, to just try and steer your behavior. It absolutely sets the stage for CBD, CBDDBDs, doesn't it? The, uh, the, the centralized CBDBDs. They've been up this. Yeah. Yeah, the CB, the heebie-jeebies. So I, I, just, yeah. I just want the government out of my breakfast. Um, that's yes. all I wanted to say. Get out of my breakfast. And we've good got you Abby. coming up. Uh, good to talk to you, Abby. We've got Johnny coming no, back no, next week. You're not going. Uh, yeah, we've got, we've got Johnny. You've got, you're coming back, aren't you, on, uh, is it tomorrow? Tomorrow. <laughs> even wednesday yes tomorrow and i can't wait to um i can't wait to speak to you about all this stuff johnny my darling so uh have have a have a fantastic day i I will do you too you want to talk hegel don't you or something so we'll have a cream cheese together Uh, we'll we'll have have a cream cheese uh, hegel my darling yes (laughs) all right then we'll get down and dirty with hegel god bless you mate and i'll I'll speak to you tomorrow cheers cheers bro Bye. I love this. It's literally like my home. So I've got Johnny. All right, Johnny. Yeah, listen, I'll see, I'll see you tomorrow, mate. Yeah, at the calf. And then I'll suddenly realise I'm on air on TNT Radio, my new home. Yes. Uh, let's have a little look at the live chat, yo, before we go, because I can hear an Australian in my ear going, it's going to be the, it's going to be the end of the show saying I'm going to get the news, going to get the propaganda. Um, somebody says, Dodd, does Siv have problems containing himself? Well, I don't know. We'll, we'll find out, won't we? Um, we uh, oh, let's have a little look here. What else? Uh, that's only oh, that's only because her music is shit. That's Taylor Swift. Oh, Leslie Ch- off like a dirty shirt. Oh, I've only got a minute. No, you ring off. No, you ring off. No, no, you ring off. Oh my garlings! I'll be garlings. I'll be back tomorrow. Oh, I can't wait to see you all. Have a fantastic day. You've been. This has been the Abby Robert Show. Um, last thing to say is, be seeing you.